Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 26th, 2023, the first Sunday of Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecture is Diane Temple. Thank you to Kim Miller for sponsoring this week's broadcast in recognition of family birthday. Thank you for joining us today. To begin the sculpting of a new unprecedented friend. Well before the introduction of death and sin, God breathed breath into the life, into a dusty nostrils to kindle humankind. Our journey begins with God's hands. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The deep promise of Ash Wednesday is that, by the way of the cross, we are all heading home. We will again be fully and truly ourselves, and we will again be held in God's hands. We will again be poised to awaken to the wonder and the beauty far exceeding what a handful of dust could possibly imagine. We will be born again. For now, living in this gorgeous, fractured, treasured world, Ash Wednesday or Ash Sunday invites us to remember who and whose we are, sin-scarred saints, wounded, wayward, and wondrously broken, and beloved children of God. Remember that you are God's, and to God you will return. Let me offer this prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made. And you forgive the sins of all who are penitent, creating us a new and honest heart, so that truly repenting of our sins, we may receive from you the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we begin with the invitation to Lent. There's nothing there printed, but... You will have your part when we confess of sin. Friends in Christ, today with the whole church, we enter in this time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for God's mercy. We are created to experience joy in common with God, to love one another and to live in harmony with all of your creation. But our sinful rebellion separates us from you, O Lord, from our neighbors in creation so that we do not enjoy life as you intended it for it to be. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to the discipline that contends against evil and resists whatever leads us away from the love of God and neighbor. I invite you, therefore, by the discipline of Lent, the self-examination, the repentance, the prayer, the fasting, the sacrificial giving, the works of love strengthened by gifts of word and sacrament. And let us continue our journey through these 40 days to the great three days of Jesus' death and resurrection. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven, that we have sinned by our fault, by our own fault, by our most own grievous fault, in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. 
We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Our past unfaithfulness, the pride, the envy, the hypocrisy, the apathy that have affected our lives, we confess to you. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors and our prejudice and contempt toward those who are different from us, we confess to you. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It was hard to contain ourselves this morning, wasn't it? We have so much to celebrate. And we have the Monticello boys going to the state tournament. Let's hear it. Putting Monticello on the map. That's great. And uh, I hear so many wonderful things. Uh, One family has three things to celebrate. Uh, Ian made it to the uh, jazz and also with the uh, improv or speech and uh, radio, actually, wasn't it? And uh, others, uh, Linda was sharing how her granddaughter has also uh, made it and is a sophomore. So a lot of excitement as we buzz around. But I wanted you to kind of experience Ash Wednesday. We had to cancel it because of the weather. But we know that God's love can't be canceled. And so thank you for bearing with me. Uh, We had a snafu this week. We worked so hard in getting the newsletter out, we uh, tuckered out the copier. It decided it didn't want to print anymore. And uh, we do have uh, Accent, who handles our copier, working on it, and they will be back out this next week. So you don't have a bulletin, but you have the bulletin insert. And so I invite you to repeat after me. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Will you join with me in the bulletin insert for the prayer of the day? Lord God, our strength, the struggle between good and evil rages within and around us, and the devil and all the forces that defy you tempt us with empty promises. Keep us steadfast in your word, and when we fall, raise us again and restore us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You invite Diane forward for the reading of God's word. Our first reading is from Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, with the following preface. Human beings were formed with great care to be in in relationship with the creation, creator, and one another. The serpent's promise to the first couple that their eyes would be opened led, ironically, in the discovery only that they were naked. The reading. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. 
Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord.
Our second reading this morning is from Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 19, with the following preface. Through Adam's disobedience, humanity came under bondage, bondage to sin and death, from which we cannot free ourselves. In Christ's obedient death, God graciously showers on us the free gift of liberation and life. The reading. Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgressions of Adam, who was the type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abandoned for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If, because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as the one man's disobedience, uh, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. According to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. This was after uh, he had been baptized by John in the Jordan. And he was tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him in the pinnacle of the temple and saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, says Satan, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, do not put the Lord, your God, to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all of these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord, your God, and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly the angels came and waited upon him. The gospel of our Lord. 
praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'm going to invite the little ones to come forward, but you're going to have to make your way around a lot of stuff here this morning, and so be very careful of this Christ candle. I'm going to kind of just stand here and guard it. Wow, look at all the kids we have today. Isn't this absolutely wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? And uh, Virgil's going to go and grab some more ashes, and we'll put ashes on your forehead. What do you think this means? You have ashes up on your forehead. Any idea? Landon. No idea. That's okay. You know, some of us really have no idea. Oh, Virgil, would you be willing to mark each child that didn't get one with an ashen cross? Can I pick on you to do that? I appreciate that uh, Virgil has uh, helped us that with us today. These ashes remind us that uh, God created human humanity, created us out of dust. In the story in Genesis, God took creation, the particles of creation, and he wanted to have a very special relationship with someone that he could converse with, someone who would pray to him and would receive his prayers back. Yes, God prays to us too as we pray to him. And he said it was very good, this wonderful creation of humankind. But then you know the story in Genesis. You learned it this year, or was it last year in Sunday school? In comes uh, this serpent. What's a serpent? Anybody know? Uh, someone who does chores for you. Someone who does chores. A servant. Okay, a servant. Yeah, okay. That's good. I'm kind of, that's a different story. We want to serve our neighbor. Absolutely. I like that, Landon. We'll pick up that story when we talk about the Good Samaritan. Uh, in the creation story, there is, thank you Virgil, there is this uh, very crafty creature that God created and uh, he challenges the first man and the first woman, Adam and, what was her name? Eve. Eve. Good. And uh, God had already told them twice, don't eat of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, for that is a tree of knowledge of good and evil, for if you eat that, then you will die. And you know what happened? That serpent convinced, and it was their choice, it was their free will choice, and Adam and Eve ate. And they discovered what they really found out was that they were without clothes. And so they had to put clothes on. And God had them pushed out of the garden. And there was this chasm, this ripping of our relationship with God. And so we didn't follow. Do you ever, you ever not do something mom and dad have asked you to do? Yep. That's that sin. This morning. That happened this morning. That's sin. That's that ripping. That's that. Does it feel good when you do that? Um, sometimes. And, uh, yeah. The, the problem is, is that does mom and dad want you to be safe and care for you and look out for you? The fourth commandment, you remember we're learning that this year, you shall honor your father and mother. That's wonderful. Okay, we're going to be challenged this morning. And uh, so that, the cross on your forehead is that ripping of that relationship. It reminds us of the sin that we can't free ourselves from. But we also received at the time of our baptism, is this Jack? He's busy. Okay, on our baptism, we also received oil that we were marked and sealed 
with the Holy Spirit and the cross of Christ forever, that we are children of God. Do you like the idea of being children of God? Give me a shout. Hooray. One, two, three. And that's my story for this morning. Let me offer this prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we are both saint and sinner as Luther taught us and we can't escape from sin or death. But we know that we are righteous in your eyes, that we were covered and made clean and we will come into the presence and death will have no meaning for us for we will come into the light of you, O Lord, in the day on that last day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless these little ones. And let's give them a hand for coming up. And I'm just going to stand here. We'll talk about that. Okay, you can take your place. You can go on back. Wow, what a great turnout this morning. Very good. I usually don't have this candle here, so I'm just being very, very careful. We'll see you, Jordan. Thank you for coming up. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to start out this morning by talking about, if I've got this right, one, two, three, four, five, five C words. Five C words. The first word is creation. And I just shared the story with the children that, that God created uh, the heavens and the earth. But God created the most wonderful and precious jewel in all of creation, and that is you and me. He wanted to have someone to share in the joy. Isn't that what it's all about? Wasn't it fun to come to church this morning and share our joy with one another? Um, we're so proud of our kids and what they accomplish. And it's a tough world. And it, it's nice when they tap into those gifts that God has given them, those wonderful voca vocations. And uh, they come together. And it's a team effort. But we want to share that joy together. And God wanted to share this wonderful... You remember he said creation is good. But do you remember when he created male and female? What did God say in the scriptures? Very good. Very good. They are very good. The second thing I want to share with you is uh, co-creators. That God asked us, well actually appointed us, anointed us, to be co-creators. Who was it that named all the things that God had created? Humankind. What shall we call these things, the Lord? And I want you to serve and care and, and take care of. You know, you have to feel really close to God when you're working in your garden. When, when you're caring and tending to the earth that God created and the beauty that comes forth. God created us to be farmers. I didn't even know what that meant till I got to Iowa. And then the other word I want to share is a command. God created some laws. And the first law that he gave was, I want you to partake of everything here, but there's one thing you cannot. And isn't it interesting that in creation, there was this crafty reptile, serpent. I can only ask, why? God, why? Allow something like this to happen in your beautiful and wonderful creation. And uh, we know the story. Adam and Eve didn't have to eat of the fruit. They knew. Matter of fact, Eve shared with the serpent when he kind of cornered her and said, you know, God didn't mean for you to die. That's not going to happen in a dent in, day, in the day that they ate it. 
but they ate it. And so they had a choice. That's the other C word. Creation, creator, commandment, choice. And they ate it. They, they, they saw that it was good and oh, was it ever good. And they ate it and something changed. Here's the last word I want to share with you. Consequence. There's always consequences with choices, right? And with choices, you just have, it, it's a high percentage. It's 50% right, 50% wrong. There isn't the 40, 60, 30, 70. It's 50-50. And God wants things to go well for us. God loves us. You are the precious jewel in all of God's creation. He's given these wonderful commandments to have a relationship with God. You are to have no other gods. We are to fear, love, and trust God above all things. Right, confirmation students? That's what we've been learning this year. And then honor mother and father. Do not murder. Do not kill the spirit of another. For there are consequences. And we know that the consequence is death. And so when Ash Wednesday comes along and we mark the ashes on our forehead, it's hard. It's a heavy day. It's to remind us of our mortality. That we only have so many days on this wonderful earth. But we have a God who goes with us. And the consequence, not only with death, there was also a consequence of punishment. In Genesis 3.19, the Lord says, By the sweat of your face you shall eat of the bread until you return to the ground, and out of it you are taken and you are created. You are dust, and to dust you will return. You heard those words this morning as Virgil Wipe the ashes on your forehead. Our human condition changed with Adam and Eve's disobedience in eating the fruit. And their eyes were open and they saw that they were naked and they experienced shame. God's command would remain. And so will judgment. Man will die. Sin is now part of our DNA. We sin knowingly and unknowingly. We're, we're born into sin. We see this play out over and over in the biblical narrative in our own lives. Our human condition is sin until such a time that God in Christ makes us righteous. This is where Jesus' ministry begins. Jesus came into the world who is God, Emmanuel, with us. With this whole creation in mind, especially this precious jewel. Jesus, who is God, comes into the world, dies not only for us, but all of creation. And Jesus, before he begins his ministry, where does he end up? When does he come on to the scene in the Gospels, but at the River Jordan? and is baptized. And as he comes out of the water, he's baptized by John the Baptist, as he comes out of the water, there is a dove that descends from heaven and rests on him. It doesn't leave him. And you hear a divine voice that says, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Baptism is significant. Through baptism, we will die to sin and the resurrection promise is ours. You are resurrection people. I now get it. 
Pastor Schiffer would often come to my office, and I know I've shared this before, following a, a funeral here at Wayne Zion, and he and Mary Lou would stand in my doorway, and we would talk about the deceased and, and the life that they, they had. And, but then he would pause for a moment, and he said more than once to me. He said, Wade, when I die, I don't want a celebration of life. I want a celebration of the resurrection hope. Little did I know that maybe six months after he told me that, we had a celebration of the resurrection of hope here in this sanctuary following that tragic accident that took his life. When we were baptized, we became new persons in the grace of God. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.17, So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Everything has come new. So Jesus, after his baptism, goes out into the wilderness, and who should show up but that serpent, that crafty of all creation, the one who has powers over the power and principalities of this world, but has no power over God. And he begins to share with Jesus, all of this can be his. Does he realize he's talking to God? And isn't it interesting that Jesus shows us the way when sin starts to tempt itself to us, all we have to do is turn to God's written word. And so Jesus shares. It is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word comes from the mouth of God. That's where you find life. That's where you find abundance. That's where you find love. And this crafty uh, serpent, Satan, then uses God's word and throws it back. How many times have we heard people use God's word to distort the truth? And so Satan uses the words, well, God says on their hands they will bear you up. He will send the angels. And Jesus retorts, again it's written, do not put your Lord God to test. Does he know who he's talking to? And finally Jesus identifies the one who's standing before him, Satan, get away. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him. In baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father frees us from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity, but we are reborn. Living with Christ, we are saints. We grow in faith, and we grow in obedience to the will of God. And we have this wonderful sword of the Spirit that we've been talking about, which is the Holy Scriptures. And in this, God also gives us one more thing. Besides the Holy Scriptures, besides the promise of being adopted children, besides uh, the forgiveness of sins and the life everlasting eternity, he gives us the gift of faith. And he puts in charge the gift of the Holy Spirit to work with you in building up that faith that you received. And we heard that faith comes from what is heard, and from what is heard comes from the word of Christ. So we are both saint and sinner. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. When I come to your 
deathbed. One of the last things that I do as pastor and parishioner before we draw our last breath together is we remember the promise of our baptism and I take the oil and I mark it on your forehead and I say, remember, you are a child of God, forgiven. The gift of eternity is before us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It is God who makes us righteous through Christ, who now makes that relationship right with God through Christ. There is nothing that we can do. Nothing that we can do. It is in faith that we put our trust in the living God, and then this faith comes from the Word of God. Isn't it interesting that Jesus, through the scriptures that he chose, scream out, Trust in God. And Luther caught it in his small catechism with the first commandment. You are to have no other gods. You are to fear, love, and... Say it. Trust in God above all things. Worship the Lord God and serve him only. And he will send Satan away. The Gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day, 324. the congregation to please stand and share in the affirmation of our faith. You'll find us on page 105 in your hymnal or the back inside cover. Let us share in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, I'm going to invite Gina Dirks and Kim Miller to come forward. Today is their six-month anniversary on this very day. And we thought it would be a good idea. They haven't run away. <laughs> we gave them an opportunity to say, well, take this job. No. And uh, they're with us. And so I'm going to have you come up here, if it's all right. We'll come on up here. And so I think it would be right to install them as our new office staff. If you've not uh, met them yet, uh, Kim Miller and Gina Dirks are doing a fabulous job. Just to share with you, uh, Kim seems to really have mastered in the area of the finance and built the budget that was presented uh, to the budget committee. Gina Dirks is, seemed to be mastering our cemetery, and that is a trick. And so she has been really uh, combing through all the records, and together they have been organizing and uh, keeping council organized and keeping the pastor organized. It's amazing. They have brought some wonderful gifts to Wayne Zion. And so I think at this time, let me offer these words. St. Paul says, Just as each of our bodies has several parts, and each part has a separate function, so all of us. In union with Christ, form one body, and as parts of it, we belong to each other. Our gifts differ according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophecy, then use it as your faith suggests. If administration, then use it for administration. If teaching, then use it for teaching. And let the preachers deliver sermons, and the almgivers give freely, and the officials be diligent, and those who works of mercy do them carefully. Uh, Kim and Gina, will you assume the office for which you have been appointed, office staff, and will you endeavor to discharge your duties faithfully to the glory of Christ our Lord and to the service of his holy church? If so, say, I will, and I ask God to help me. I will, and I ask God to help me. People of God, will you support and pray for Gina and Kim in this work? If so, say, we will. We will. The office of staff... Uh, Administrators um, is committed to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, you call your people to service and give them various tasks in the world and in your church. Grant Gina and Kim grace and strength that they may serve you faithfully to the glory of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. And the Lord give you peace as you carry out these duties as, what do we call you? Office managers? Office, office managers. Let us, rec let us recognize the new office managers. I'll have Kim stay, and then I'm going to invite our new members to come forward at this time. I'll read your name off. Vicki Farnham, Randy and Vicki Miller, Wes and Kate and Noah, Kim Miller, 
Todd and Cheyenne Lampert, and Carson is off. Uh, he also was on the basketball team, and by the way, Todd is one of the assistant coaches of the basketball team. Diana Clements and Jerry and uh, Connie Edwards will have you all come forward at this time and stand behind. We have a total of uh, 13 people who are joining our Wayne Zion congregation. Uh, some of them uh, may appear new to you, others may have been here a while. Uh, Connie, you've been with us three years, you were telling me, but she has decided this is her uh, family, the body of Christ here at Wayne Zion, and we're, we're so wonderful, so we have Connie on the end. And then I'm going to cheat and make sure I don't mess anyone's name up. We have Jerry, and then we have Diane Clements there. And we have Todd and Cheyenne. We have Kim, and we have Vicki, and we have Vicki, and we have Randy. And so we want to welcome you to Wayne Zion to use the gifts that God has given you in ways um, to bless this congregation. It is your church. It is your church. And so welcome your newest members to your church. God bless you. And we're going to have a reception afterwards. I won't make you, sometimes I make you shake all their hands, but this is a big group. And so I give this group permission to get in there and get cake first. And so when we're singing the last song, you get up and leave, you have my permission. And uh, we have uh, cake back there and uh, please come up. They have name badges so you can uh, get to know them again. So thank you. Let us continue with the prayers of the church. You'll find these printed on the back of your bulletin insert. Sustained by God's abundance, mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. You alone are God. Sustain your church in all times of wilderness. Give vision and wisdom to bishops, their staff, and all entrusted with the ministry of administration, especially Kim and Gina. Our council, who faithfully lead your people into the future, we're thankful for the leadership of Chris Heron and Rick Meyer, who leads our, our council. And Lord, thank you for these new members who come alongside us as we go forward. Merciful God, you created gardens and expansive deserts. You tend to the needs of every living creature. Bless those who work in fields and orchards. For our farmers, what a gift they are to not only us here locally, but around the world and feeding others. Merciful God, you know our temptations, Lord. Sustain those who govern and legislate. Instill in them a sense of your justice and righteousness, that equality and peace would pervade in all the nations, um, Lord. Merciful God. You are a hiding place for all in distress. Draw near to exiles and accompany all refugees and immigrants, especially children who travel alone in times of trouble and trauma or illness. Surround your people with your steadfast love. Merciful God. You offer abundance to all. Bless the ministries of hospitality in this place. Care for those who tend to the needs of others, especially worship greeters, coffee hour hosts, nursery attendants, and all that we have going on here, music ministry. And Lord, we remember those who seek your prayers of healing and wholeness. We lift before you Sharon Soper, Joyce Osterkamp. We give thanks for the healing of Ben Keeney and pray that it continues to go well. And Joyce Boken, who is now home, 
and for Judy Hoosman and Judy Skay, for Marilyn Streeper and Teresa Engelbart, for Kalinda Stadmuller and Sandy Jensen and Charles Walters. Lord, we lift them to you. We pray for protection of our military sons of this congregation, Ben, David, Trevor, and Dustin. Merciful God. We lift our prayers to you, O God, and trusting in your steadfast love, your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We receive this morning's offering, and so we invite the children to come forward, and our noisy coin offering is going to keep them wishing. Keep wishing. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things through your goodness. You have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves and our time and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to share a few announcements with you. And first of all, this wonderful letter, Dear Wayne Zion Sunday School. Kids, are you listening? Dear Wayne Zion Sunday School, what a nice surprise I received yesterday when Katie and her two little girls delivered a bas the buckets of love to me for Valentine's Day. I want to thank you and tell you how very much it brightened my day. Blessings to you all, Judy Weirs. Isn't that just amazing? Uh, the other thing I want to share with you is Mac and Drea Burkle were our acolytes today, and I want to thank you for assisting Pastor with the worship service. The other thing is, Lenten Soup Supper start this coming Wednesday. We'll gather at 5.45 and begin serving soup. Thank you to our council. They are making three kinds of soups and breads. It'll be served in the social hall, and then after uh, the meal at 6.40, we'll have abbreviated service at 6.40. I would like to meet with all my confirmation students and mentors, and uh, I'm still working on that list, but we want to meet at 6.15 so I can give you some instruction. You'll be handouts that you'll receive, not a lot of work on the first, just getting acquainted with your student and uh, going from there. Uh, the other thing, uh, the next five Wednesdays, March 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd, 29th, are the Lenten soup suppers. We have them all covered, but March 29th. So there's a free will donation that's giving. If there's another group in the church that would like to do the last uh, soup supper, you can collect that offering and designate where you want it to go, whether it goes to uh, your particular committee or function here at Wayne Zion. The other thing is we still need two Sunday school teachers for April 2nd and April 16th, and then let the cat out of the bag on April 23rd. Sunday school and confirmation are going to have a bowling party here in town, and they're inviting the whole congregation to come along with them. And so we will be bowling after church on April 23rd. 
mark it on your calendars so you can come with the kiddos and just join a Wayne Zion afternoon. We're going to shut the place down and have it for ourselves. I think those are all the announcements. Is there anything else that we want to share? I'll invite the congregation to please rise and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let us sing our ascending song 808 and our new members, you're excused. into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage and hold fast to that which is good. Render no evil for evil and strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak and help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God. Rejoice in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license Number A-729734, all rights reserved.